Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. Today we are playing It's Going to Be a Long Day by Citadel of Swords, who, if you know them, that's Mac. <laughs> My name is Izzy. I use sincere pronouns. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Shondeer. No, you can't. Hold on. Wait. I stopped using Twitter. You can find me on <laughs> Tumblr at tumblr.com forward slash or at... No, wait. URL's bad. You can technically find me at tumblr.com forward slash... Lots of deer, whatever the fuck, but it's lots of deer.tumblr.com. Uh, <laughs> with me today is Dirk. Hello, I'm Dirk. I use they, fey, and he pronouns. You can find me on the Discord, and um. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Dirk at, at AO3, also, if you know where to look. <laughs> Dirk just recently wrote a very good fic. Oh boy, you should go read it. <laughs> uh, and today, instead of having Will or Malia with us, we have two guests, starting with August. Hello, I'm August. I just waved at the microphone for reasons I don't ever comprehend. <laughs> uh, my pronouns are they, them, and for the moment, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. And Solace. Hey, that's me. Wow. I've never done one of these before. Um, <laughs> one of those fancy podcasts you got going on here. Hi, I'm Solace. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me, um, I guess, on, on Tumblr at Post Hypermodern. Um, you can find me on Itch uh, at uh, Solace Gray. It's gray with an E. I wrote like one game, I guess. Um, but I think they game? played it on here, actually, last time I checked. Yeah, we've played that game. I forget what it is called because I have the brain of a sieve. Called it's yes. called Let Me Follow. It's a game. Yes. About, it's a two player game. Uh, uh, Descended from the Queen. The lesbian game. <laughs> you can be lesbians if you want. <laughs> was that the lesbian game? Did we do that with the lesbians, or was that a different game? Uh, that's the one I played with Philo. Well, one of the ones I played with Philo. So it's no, so gay. <laughs> yeah, incredibly so. Yes. Mm. It might have been. No, it was the lesbian one. My bad, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> also with Jade. Yes. Lesbians. Listen. All right. We've all so, got Civ brain. I need, yes. I need everybody who is listening right now to understand something right off the bat. If you recognize this game, you know what it's about. But if you don't, I'm very sorry and you're about to learn. Um, <laughs> let me tell you about Homestuck. The <laughs> webcomic written by, written and, uh, artwork done by andrew hussey uh we all really like homestuck we were all homestucks back in the day we continue to be homestucks because uh 
how can we escape when we're already here? Uh, we are going to be making a lot of jokes like that, as we have already been doing for the past fucking 30 minutes. <laughs> um, I have known August for over a decade, and we met because of Homestuck. And listen, so, if you, you didn't know. know I was a Homestuck, my name is Dirk. Dirk. Okay. <laughs> I never get tired of that joke. Uh, so it's, it's going to be, be funny. It's never going to not be funny. Um, and Solas, I only learned relatively recently as a Homestuck. I say relatively as like I think it was like late last year. Yeah. Uh, but that's because we're so entrenched in everything else that like anybody could be a Homestuck. Hey, everybody, did you know Kit's a Homestuck? <gasps> I did not. Kit's also a Homestuck. So, you know, we're everywhere. Uh, mm. So it's... Yeah, Kit's a Homestuck. Uh, <laughs> not as Homestuck as as uh, uh, some people were, but Kit, Kit read Homestuck and was into it. Um, so it's going to be a long day as a Homestuck-based slash inspired game that Mac wrote... A while ago, uh, let me read the stuff at the bottom. Uh, it is a game that, uh, uh, its mechanics mirror that of Worm Spring by Natalie the Knife. Um, I have never played a game with these kinds of mechanics before, so I am excited. So, what is this game? Uh, you were once kids. Once upon a time, you were thrust into a story you weren't ready for and forced to grow up too fast. There's danger and death around every corner, and the ending of the story looms over your head. You're not going to make it out of this alive. This is a game about turning around and looking at your friend when they tell you none of you are going to survive and saying, not with that attitude, we won't. This isn't a game where you all will play around the same table, at least not at first. Having some sort of group chat where you can collaborate, share your maps, and traverse each other's worlds in the meantime is the best way to start. Other than that, what you'll need are some friends, some good humor, and one or more oracle decks. For those of you who don't know what an oracle deck is, it's basically just anything you can use for divination techniques. So it can be a tarot deck, some dice, tea leaves, some other kind of deck of cards. Like there are other decks that would be considered oracle decks, uh, like Spindle Wheel. You could also just use playing cards. You can use playing cards as well. I'm using Pokemon cards, more specifically, like uh, mundane things. Cool rocks you found. Whatever happens to be in your pockets at the moment. Like, do a pocket check. Uh, the things people around you say that stick in your mind. Like, these are all examples, most of it, that I'm saying, that are actually in the game document. Um, I don't know what the wiki game is. Is that where you, like, click on Wikipedia and it just whatever random page it gives you? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, you can also look on the Wikipedia article for methods of divination. Um, there is a good uh, batch of pages about uh, player safety, um, which we are all pretty good at, I would think, at this point. I am going to ask right at the top, because I did forget to ask beforehand, does anybody have any lines or veils they want stated? Right at the top. No sad sack ending. Okay. <laughs> we'll aim for something not specifically that kind of sad. 
Um, I will say just to remind everybody that I do have a line about trypophobia to do with insect hives inside of human bodies. Uh, human means anything sapient. Um, I can't do it. Not today. No, thank you. Um, our general veils, which will have been stated at the top, but this is for everybody uh, playing today. Our general veils are like homophobia, transphobia. These are also like lines if you need them to be. Um, Dirk and I are more flexible on those than some of our other players can be because we enjoy playing in those spaces as people. So if you need something to very specifically be a line, please say so. Uh, the only thing I can really think of that's specifically a line for me, I don't think it'll come up, but I just want to put it out there, uh, any kind of sexual assault. Like right. I said, doubt it'll come up, but mm-hmm. just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah, fair. Solus, anything from you? Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty much behind all the ones that have already been, uh, stated them. That, that okay. covers a lot of ground, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, we also have, uh, uh, Big Diseases is a line for us on this show because we made this show mid-pandemic. Pandemic is still happening and we really, we've had one episode play in that space, or one game play in that space, and it's one where it was stated at the top. Um, it was Dirk's uh, single player episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a good, not episode, episodes, it was two episodes. It's a good batch episode, it's a good game. Highly recommend listening to it. Anyway. I'm waffling. Um, This happens every time. So there's a good page on this with wonderful little graphics that Mac used. I love them. Mac, I love this game. I love how it's designed. I don't think you're going to listen to this, but, you know, if you do, I want to let you know. We really like how this looks. So, our players, because now we're getting into player creation. We have some player principles, which is bring light where there's darkness, find clever solutions to complicated problems and strive for your happy ending. But after that, it's all character creation. So starting with our guests, August, can you tell us about your character? Just going through our little slideshow. Yes. So I'm going to be playing Parker Young, um, uses he or they pronouns. Um, he's kind of an older teen. I'm thinking 17-ish. Uh, his uh, class spec is made of heart. Uh, which means that as a maid, uh, he seeks to restore and, uh, heart is identity, motivation, or splintering. So, uh, he aims to help with, uh, restoring identity and motivation. Um, splintering can come later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how things go. Like um, that. his, uh, strife specibus. Or uh, the means by which uh, he conducts combat uh, is uh, claw kind, because uh, he is a lizard person and he has claws. Uh, his Silidex style is he uses an origami modus, which means that he must fold the item to put it in and create an origami recreation of it to take it out. Um, he is a prospect dreamer. Uh, his land is the land of beams and towers, uh, or Lobat. Um, and, uh, it has tiny raptor inhabitants, like, think, actually, think like the compies from Jurassic Park, like, little <laughs> two foot tall yeah. dinosaur looking, looking guys. Not, not salamanders, but dinosaur like looking guys. Sorids. Yeah. 
Um, Little guys. Uh, his his denizen is uh, uh, Katu Bodwa, uh, who is a crow-headed uh, goddess of battle. Nice. Uh, and uh, he uses a typotop communicator- communication device, which is a little mini typewriter with no backspace key. Love that. Love that so much. Uh, there is another thing that is on all of our character sheets that we are going to decide uh, in a little bit called death status. <laughs> don't think about it too much. Just don't think about it too much. We'll get there. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. This not is fine. heroic, Everything not is fine. just, but some secret third thing. <laughs> it's called being dead. Or a ghost. Oh. oh. Or half dead. Anyway, uh, next. Or half dead. I don't think we have anybody who would do that. But, you know, just keep it in mind. <laughs> uh, going down the list of our slides. Uh, actually, I'm going to do something. I'm moving. Solace, I've moved you up above me and Dirk. Because you're our guest, so you get to go next. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm. I'm. You mean, you mean now? Yes. Yes. Oh, I've Ooh. moved your slide underneath August's. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, look at that. Okay. I committed crimes. Alrighty. You did, but I respect it. Um, I'm playing uh, Zeno Bellamy. Uh, I want to say Zeno is short for Lorenzo because I saw that online one time. Um, but it's almost like I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Zeno, <laughs> Zeno. Um, we have uh, naming uh, conventions, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we just got to stick to the conventions. Um, he uses he/him pronouns. Um, I want to say he's probably around anywhere between the rough ages of sixteen to eighteen or something like that. Um, so seven. His class. Yeah, that works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, let's go with that. Um, uh, he is the thief of time. Um, his uh, strife specifus is a, a chain kind. Uh, so I imagine that to be a kusarigama. It's a sort of a, ch- a chain. It's like it's like a, it's like a it's like a hand scythe almost, right? Like a hand axe almost, um, and it's connected to um, a long chain which has a weight on the bottom. Um, if you're familiar with the character of Black Star from Soul Eater, his weapon. In the beginning of the show, in the beginning of the anime, it takes on that shape. Um, Before his, you move on, can you yes? explain Thief of Time to us based on the character creation class aspect table that's in uh, the PDF? Oh, I absolutely can. Um, so the thief, like sort of thing, is to to steal, um, and uh, the time aspect. Um, is related to um, fate and persistence and inevitability. So Zeno is stealing uh, fate, stealing the inevitable. Um, and he's very persistent in doing so. Um, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole um, mythology, cosmology to the role of aspect, the role of the class aspect in yep. the larger you know, game dream logic of 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 the homesick game like of, of suburb itself, but I'm sure we will get into that later. Yes, I have written it down. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We'll oh get into God. it later. There's so um, much. If you don't know what Homestuck is, if you've never read it, or if you're only aware of it through like uh online osmosis, there is so much behind all of this that we are just not going to have the time or brain space to explain. Just mm-hmm. suspend your disbelief. Roll with it. 
That's <laughs> good. That's what we did when we were reading Homestuck. Just roll with it. Just yep. roll with it. Just roll with it. Um, his Silidex style, as I imagine, like a Rubik's Cube situation. Um, but according to the game, your Silidex style um, becomes increasingly convoluted. Um, the as over the course of the game, it will you know the way in which you. Uh, store things in your inventory will become increasingly illogical um, and farcical, even. Um, so I took that to heart and looked up pictures of weird Rubik's cubes. Um, oh, there's so many. Uh, yeah, um, I had there are a lot of references in the slide, um, but the idea is that it starts out very simple, and then it maybe gets a little um, unconventional, and then it gets full blown. Like this is this is a this is a fractal cube. This is a fourth dimensional oh. object. This is weird and wrong uh, i don't know where in our narrative present i don't know where this rubik's cube this puzzle cube is presently um but wherever it is is going to be really stupid um and that's okay um, his land his, his land is uh the land of vaults and whispers um so low vow um uh, i imagine you know when it comes to this sort of this land quest situation i've basically just created the protagonist from Persona 5, essentially. Oh, God. Uh, doing some, like, you know, some, you know, gentleman thief, Arsene Lupin type nonsense. Um, I can't believe you've done this to us. I, I can. Um, <laughs> I also can. I just had to say it. <laughs> um, his, his, his consorts are known as, so those are like, you know, the little... The, the the NPCs, the little in, guys, in, the cases, little, little guys, yeah. Um, so they are called troubadours. They look a lot. They, they take a they take a lot from uh, the Kuroko, uh, which are the sort of the black clad stage hands in Kabuki theater, um, who are silent. Um, and so the idea is that these consorts are these lithe black clad humanoids. Um, wearing these drama masks, um, the Kuroko in 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 Kibuki Theater don't do that. Um, but I've I I know what I know what the game pathologic is, and so they look a lot like the tragedians in that. Um, both games are incredibly both 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 pathologic and homesick are incredibly meta, which is why I've done this. Um, yes. And so the the You're troubadours wear the the the, uh, the the you know the theater masks you all see, you know the the one that smiles and the one that frowns. Mm. Um, so. Each of them sort of wear one of those kinds of masks, um, except for the denizen, which you can think of as the sort of the final boss character in a game like this. Um, on Zeno's land, this character's denizen is named Mammon, um, and its mask is completely devoid of facial features. It's just this very ornate, ornamental, jeweled thing. Um, the reference image you included is very good. It's very yes, like yes. Uh, uh, intricately designed in a very like not quite. It's kind of like when you think of a Venetian mask, the like stylized like designs they'll put around the face. Except it doesn't have a face; it's just all that. Yeah. Somebody asked entirely us to put the image in designs. the Discord when this comes out. Yes, please. Otherwise, we'll forget. We will. Anytime. I swear to God, anytime we say, hey, we're going to put this thing where people can see it, we will 100% forget. So listeners, please be like, just smack us. Just be like, hey, can you put the thing in the Discord? <laughs> and then when we do that, it'll probably remind us to put it on Tumblr. <laughs> Continue. 
Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Is there anything else? Did I miss anything? Uh, dreamer type and the uh, like. Yeah, the dreamer type that you are. Oh, he's a prospect dreamer. Okay. Because let because Lovau is very much a sort of gritty city situation anyway, um, and Durst already plays into that. Um, there are moons that people go to when they dream in this game world. Uh, <laughs> one of them is the very bright and shiny Prospit, and the other one is the very dark and shady Durst. Um, Prospit is all golds yeah. and yellows. Durst is purples. Right. And naturally, Solace had to put his edgelord on Prospit. It's yeah, contrast. Having, it speaks to having an inner light and inner hopefulness. Aww. Yeah, hope. That's, 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 that's a word, yeah. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Dirk, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? I can go next. Uh. Okay. Alright. Uh, so, uh, my character is Pura Remis. Pura uses it its pronouns. Uh, I think Pira is probably the oldest, uh, at around, uh, 18 or 19. Uh, Pira's, uh, Pira's classpect is Bard of Heart. And by the cosmology of this game, a bard invites destruction. And once again, Heart is identity, motivation, splintering. So... Uh, Pira is, uh, inviting, uh, identity ego death. I anyway. cannot believe you named, uh, you named this character Pira. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I just noticed this, cause you changed their name, cause I mentioned something about, like, your character not even being within the Homestuck naming convention. Homestuck has naming conventions for things. Uh, <laughs> and you changed it, and I didn't look, and now I'm looking, and I'm gonna fight you. Why? I know why. Hear it. <laughs> um, also, if anybody knows me, they know that I'm very angry about the online web show Ruby and forever yep. mad about Pira Nikos's death. Anyway. Oh, I didn't know it's that. A, it, I thought it's you a Pyrrhic victory. About, I mean, come on. I thought you were talking about the locked tomb. I don't, I don't, I've never read those books. Oh, a Pyrrhic victory is a victory at severe, great personal cost and death. Which I is apparently that. Izzy's peace of mind. That was the cost. Uh, I haven't watched so, like, Ruby, And there's so. a character from a web show. Yeah. she She's a red flag character. She dies. Uh. <laughs> That's not spoilers. Like, it is, a, her name is Pyrrha. Hmm. <laughs> Alright. Her uh, colors are gold and red. Oh yeah, yeah. That that sounds like I'm something. Mad about her. Anyway, die. continue. Another another we another web thing that no one should get into. But not everybody <laughs> who is has strong feelings about. <laughs> yep. Uh so Pira's uh strife specimus is pencil kind. Um so like imagine if wands were nerdier. Please uh, tell me, please tell me that it has like one of those big novelty pencils. Well, yeah, of course, obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I love the, that our strife specifier just getting sillier as we go. Mm-hmm. 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 
Uh, the Solidex style is to-do list. You have to write an item's name to put it in there, and you have to cross it off or erase it to bring it out. Uh, Pira is a Dersh Dreamer. Their land is the land of filing and mambo, because in my heart, Pira, like, does music things. Uh, the pencil does magic, and when it does magic, magical notes come out. Just like, imagine Rose battling, but it's musical notes instead of, like, the magic blasts. That's literally what was in my head. <laughs> Some fucking bullshit. Love it. I know. Uh, the inhabitants are this these aimless, identical, melty-faced businessmen. Uh, if you've ever played off uh, the little people you run into, it, it's basically them. Can you, for your reference image for that, can you find me the source so that when we post it as a reference image, we can source it? Uh, yes, I can do that. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, remind me after the game, because I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to put it in the text chat really quick. Okay. Uh, and, oh, uh, Land of Filing and Mumbo is pronounced Lofam. And, uh, there's so many filing cabinets of music. So many. Uh, the denizen is called Gabri. Uh, it is a massive, multi-winged, be-not-afraid humanoid whose face is always partially obscured by wings, because they open and close, and they open and close. Uh, it's very confusing. Love that. Uh, also, thinking aimless, identical, melty-faced businessman just also makes me think of Eidolon, like, uh, pop and rock. <laughs> uh... And now we are on to my character, who I also drew and did already post the artwork for, but when this comes out, I'll post it again, because I Kit gave me his Strife Specimus, and I immediately had to draw him. <laughs> I am playing Runt Skyers, uh, he, him, uh, a, an older teen, uh, he's 16, uh, I think, uh, making him one of the younger of the group. Uh, his class spec is Knight of Hope, and a knight is to protect, and hope is possibility, warmth, and zeal. And I'm sure you all listening have noticed that there are good and bad parts of the aspects, because everything has multiple sides. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, his strife specimus <laughs> is sticky hand kind. You know, those sticky hands that you get from like Chuck E. Cheese or like the, the, the quarter machines in the grocery store. Except make them big. <laughs> get whapped, motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, if you get one of those that's well made, those bitches hurt. Do they? Yeah, if you, you can actually pop somebody real good with those in the face. Mm. And if they're really big, you're just getting fucking slapped. <laughs> <laughs> like that one uh, in the yeah, picture. Sticky hand. Yes. Sticky hand kind. Uh Runt is a um deer humanoid, so a deer furry because I'm who I am as a person. Wearing round glasses, he's got li little fangs cuz he's based on 
um, a tufted deer, which are very small. They have little fangs. They actually have very small antlers. Uh, you can't even see his because his are very small. He's got fluffy, like, fur on his head and the back of his neck to kind of imitate, uh, hair. Uh, he is small. <laughs> his Silidex style is clipboard modus. Every page of on the clipboard is a capture-logged item. You need to remove all the pages above the item you want, uh, uh, above the item you want to be able to get to it. You can shortcut this by flipping the pages up and over, you know, without removing them, but you may damage or rearrange items in that way and as it gets along and gets sillier and sillier it turns into one of those clipboards that's covered in sticky notes and like taped on pages and pieces of paper there's like things that shouldn't be in there (laughs) (laughs) and at any moment it could just overload and everything just come flying off the clipboard love it love it uh uh yes uh runt is a durst dreamer uh in the and uh, their land, his land is the land of forests and tar, or low fat, with massive trees and pools of oozing tar and grayscale with highlights of bright green. Uh, his denizen is Sereno, a massive deer with sharp teeth and fractal antlers. Um, his consorts, which are the little inhabitants, because that's what they're called in Homestuck, is consorts, all of you are plebs for not remembering this. <laughs> Fight me. That is a joke affectionate (laughs) Um, his consorts are are small deer-like creatures who constantly cry black tears um i don't have a specific name for them um and his communication is the mossy top an overgrown laptop with small flowers growing from the seams i also came up with runt's typing quirk which is a um i actually don't know what that symbol is called uh, it's one of it's the fancy bracket, I think the it's one where when you hold shift. Bracket. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a cur- curly brace, curly brace or curly bracket with the uh greater than symbol math. Uh, so it looks kind of like a deer head. Uh, oh, and then it's hello, yeah. Yeah. Hello, my name is Runt Skyers, and I type uh, that emoji, the deer head, and use proper grammar and punctuation. I rarely use acronyms like LOL. Runt is a good little boy, okay? <laughs> He's doing his best. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's why in the art he's saying I'm not so sure about this. <laughs> Making nervous. <laughs> Izzy was the last person to make uh, their character, and looking at the other characters, Izzy decided that poor Runt was going to be very uncertain about lots of things, which makes sense. So, to explain, Runt is actually a character that I already had. He's from my steam-powered giraffe days, uh, spawned from the various intricacies of Tumblr roleplay and shit that happened with that. He is not a fan character from that. He spawned, like, from Steam Power Draft, he spawned from roleplay shenanigans. Literally. Um. And he is a bab who is the runt of the litter. He's the smallest, the youngest, the most unsure of himself and his abilities. Um. 
he has gone through many iterations. This is only the newest. <laughs> He's doing his best. Because originally I came up with the classpect first, Night of Hope. Uh, uh, like in the in like the group chat for this last night, I was like, okay, I've got Night of Hope. I can't play Stag. He already exists in this universe. Who can I play? And so I opened my art folder on my uh, external hard drive to kind of look through older characters to see if I could either find what I wanted to play or find inspiration. And I saw really old artwork of Runt, and immediately was like you, and just plucked him. <laughs> he has been plucked. I love to torture my characters, uh, as you all know. So, Dirk, do you want to read our next slide about play? Uh, yes, I can definitely do that. Uh, so, play is divided into two stages, what takes place in the dreaming world and what takes place in the waking world. In the dreaming world, you ask questions and learn what you can, and in the waking world, you can act on those answers to gain the upper hand. Sometimes. Sometimes the world throws a wrench in your plans. But that's every story, isn't it? I bumped my mic. Beans. It has to happen at least once per recording session. It's fine. Mm. Uh, but we've got the waking world and the dreaming world. The Waking World. Moving through the Waking World in this game functions vaguely like Calvin Ball. It's a jumble of things, building and destroying, and combining items willy-nilly to see what you can make. You do what you have to do in order to reach your happy ending. In the Waking World, asking questions gets you impossible answers. The Dreaming World. The Dreaming World is the place where you make sense of what happens in the real world. It is also the place where you can meet up with your friends when you're not in the same location to swap information and try to piece together what you have so far. There are two actions to take in a dream, and we'll get to all of the actions we take in dreams and awake uh, later. Yep. So our next slide is we are now getting into play to a degree uh talks about the waking world uh so starting with the last person who died and we decide on the spot we choose one of the following actions first thing you do in the waking world after returning from a dream is to build so this is our first action we have not been in dreams we have not done anything else so we will get to choose um so, who was the last person who died? Have any of us died? Mm. Well, I feel like the first person to die was Runt. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to call me out like that, but I was <laughs> thinking that also. Um, if it makes you feel better, I'm pretty sure Parker is second. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if we want to have it that, like, uh, Runt died, like, pre-game or whatever the fuck, we oh can do God. that. Or we can have it that, like, Runt's gonna be the first death in the future, so I'll just start. Uh-huh. I, I like that know. idea. You like that idea better than the first one? Okay, yeah. 
So we'll do that. Runt will be the first person to die. So we just, we have that piece of information now. So we have three actions we can do. We have build, chat, or strife. Build your building things. Because in Homestuck, once you start playing Esper, you have the ability to, like, your friends have the ability to fuck with the world around you. And you have the ability to fuck with the world around you. It's very fun and very goofy and very stupid. Uh, you can also chat with people in real life or through a text client like Pester Chum. Uh, or you can strife, which is fighting. <laughs> um, and so I think before we fully get into this, I would like to just kind of do a little bit of world building with everybody. Mm -hmm. So, Hope's Hearth, as a universe, is a universe. It has multiple planets, multiple galaxies, and all sorts of stuff. A thing that Dirk and I decided uh, kind of last night slash this morning is that this game is a webcomic <laughs> in the <laughs> Hope's Hearth universe. So we don't have to play within the Hope's Hearth universe restrictions as much, and we can kind of be more either skew closer to Homestuck or just completely throw all of it out the window and go further away. Um, but we don't have to worry about being stuck in the Hope's Hearth universe itself. Because just this would destroy my timeline. <laughs> it would, in fact, destroy the timeline, as it does in Homestuck. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> so if we want to keep with the kind of Homestuck esque naming conventions and everything, we can do that instead of coming up with new ones because that might be a pain in the ass. <laughs> um and like I just want to kind of discuss like what kind of worlds are we on? Uh I joked with August that like Parker and Runt are from the same world, whereas um uh Zeno and Pyre are possibly on a separate world. Uh, do we want to go with that, like, kind of two-world conceit where they're playing a game that they yeah. all downloaded for dumb and bad reasons? <laughs> I don't actually know what Pyrrha looks like, so, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to be human, that's the thing. Like, because this is still in, like, the Hope's Hearth universe, they, they, it doesn't have to be humans and aliens it can be it's it, aliens and aliens they're just two different quote-unquote oh, yeah. peoples on two different planets because yeah. i don't think runt and parker are the same species <laughs> that would be very strange if they were it would be very funny <laughs> oh my god that's but that's parker just has a skin condition <laughs> parker's got mange him. <laughs> oh, no. Parker does not have mange. No, Parker does not have mange. Parker is a good boy who takes care of himself. Uh, um, but so, so we're we're characters in a webcomic <laughs> on two separate worlds playing this very dumb game. Are any of us in the same place, or are we all in separate places? I think we're all in separate places. <laughs> I think well, since since we've established, or I think we established that, yeah, because we're pretty early on. We haven't 
nobody's mm-hmm. really died yet. Nobody's really been dreaming a lot yet, we said. So. Yeah. Okay. Which then asks the question, who's whose server player? Exactly. That's where I was getting. Who Who is whose server player? So with Esburb, the game, one of us found Esburb first, and then we all got hype for it at some point. Um, we're, we're playing this as though it is act one of Homestuck, where it's just the four, the four human kids, uh, because we're not gonna try to get through to fucking act, what is it, four or five? No. I don't remember what act controls came in. They came in somewhere. (laughs) Five? Yeah. We're not gonna, we're not gonna play that game. That's too much. Um, that would be if we had way more people. Um, I think that we should not have the people on the same planet be their server players. So, like, Parker and Runt can't be each other. Like, we can't, uh, I think it would be very funny if, uh, the Thief of Time (laughs) was the Knight of Hope's server player. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> um, the face palms ensue. Yes, literally. Oh boy, you do. I've got sticky hand kind. <laughs> oh my lord, you're right. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm putting in the other note, like the little like extra notes that we have at the bottom of each slide. I'm putting the server player. Uh for me is uh Zeno. Oh, actually, can you make that another slide cuz I don't look at the notes. Uh so and okay. that way we can uh, all maybe after slide. the character slides. Yeah, it's after the Wow. There we go. Server players. Uh How do I format this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would put um, oh beans, I've forgotten the name. Uh, Zeno, uh, then Arrow Parker, uh, not Parker, uh, Runt. So, okay. Uh, who wants Runt as uh their server player? It's pretty much got to be Pyro, right? Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, then Pyra is Parker's uh, server player. And Parker is uh, Zeno's. Okay. So those are, those are the server player. And like the thing that the server players do is they kind of can control the environment around the player. So, like, what they can do is, you know, pick up an entire bathtub and put it in the hallway. (laughs) Do you see a problem here? Anything wrong at all? (laughs) What is wrong with this picture? (laughs) It's in the hallway. (laughs) Um, But so, we have installed... Esper, cue the fucking like loading music from that one animation.
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Tumblr at Hope's Hearth Pod. And if you would like to support us, you can find us on Coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash HS Enclave. This podcast is part of Hearthside Enclave, and some other shows you might like are Abbey Archives, a Redwall Book Club Analysis Podcast, and Post-Apocalyptic News Radio, a Fallout-inspired audio drama. Today's music was by Kevin McLeod. You can find links to his music in the description. Thank you for keeping podcasts supplied with that sweet, sweet, royalty-free music, Mr. McLeod.